social distancing. Small groups. Reacting to the unexpected. Takes a lot of knowing. Self-quarantine. This is Money Talks. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon here with Casey Smith and Dr. Roger Tuttero. You're listening to Money Talks. And, uh, hey, I got some stuff to talk about. Let's uh, get back to the economy since uh, since we got a lot of uh, questions, a lot of balls in the air. Um, you know, it's always the, the game is to determine what comes next. And while none of us know, um, we do have quite a, uh, quite a, a bit of um, – information to peruse uh first of all we've got a significant covid outbreak right uh we've got some local municipalities that are trying to shut down uh you know or or insist on wearing masks uh various things that got us into quite a quite a bit of a mess in uh, march um we've got a consumer who was you know the early months of the year we saw unemployment at 11% plus. Mm-hmm. Um, that has actually improved to just 69 Yeah, the unemployment rate has really, it's been impressive how quickly it's come down. But we also need to remember that the labor force participation rate, which was about 63.3 before the pandemic, dropped all the way down to just over 60. So that, and now it's made, made, made back about half of that drop. So it tells you the unemployment rate is still probably artificially reading things maybe as much as a point and a half low. Yeah, I did notice that uh, underemployment this week is about 12.6%. I think it got right. down in the single digits when we were at 3.5% unemployment. Right. Uh, so there, you're right. There's some fuzzy math going on with the numbers, but uh, folks are working. I ran into a guy, and I know this is anecdotal, but uh, had to go to Lowe's not long ago uh, this past week just to pick up some boards. Uh, for a project that I'm working on, mm-hmm. and uh, he told me, yeah, he'd, he'd love to help me. He said uh, he was kind of bored with that job. He's usually a uh, an event planner, right? and he's working at Lowe's in the lumber section right now just to make ends yeah. meet. So uh, Not a whole lot of events know. going on these right. days. And, and that's this. precisely his thing. He said, uh, you know, you couldn't pay folks to go visit one of my normal jobs. You know, that makes a very important point, which is we think about the economy coming back, growing by 33% in the third quarter. And we need to comment on that. Remind people that's an annualized rate. That's about 8% for the quarter. But there are sectors of the economy, you know, you you hospitality, which include the hotels, um, the the, uh, travel, the retail sector, the restaurants, all that is still under tremendous amount of pressure. Yeah. And all of those would be impacted negatively by the fact that you can't go to those events. I mean, think about it. Who's having... Uh, who's having a big, uh, uh, what are they, the the uh, events where you go out and tout new products and various other things. Yeah, Nobody's conventions gathering. And, yeah. There you go, job. Yeah, that's right. Convention, conventions. You know, I usually give a lot of speeches a year, let's say, face-to-face, and almost every one of them has been moved to Zoom after, um, I think February was the last time, actually, I was out of the state doing a face-to-face event. Yeah. And I mean, that's great for the people that attend, but it's, it kills the hotels, it kills the event planners, the caterers. Yeah. I mean, it's been it's been a uh, it's been an unprecedented downturn for them. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, we're still not only are we dealing with that, we're dealing with the frustration of having to deal with that at this point. And uh, I, I think that's probably a big portion of the reason that we've seen uh, spike higher in uh, in covid cases. Um, we got news in the last couple of weeks that. Uh, uh, and, and one piece of this I just absolutely love. Uh, got a got a new vaccine out of Pfizer. That was uh, you know last Monday we saw mm-hmm. a big spike in 
stock prices and you know the potential for demand coming back that's a lot of the news about energy having a, a better run right um <clears throat> you know if if somebody's going to start driving their car again uh so we had moderna this and week, we had yeah. pfizer and we've had <laughs> the most hilarious part russia who has already deemed that they've cured their vaccine although there's they just hit two million cases in russia oh. uh came out after we saw pfizer say they had 90 plus percent uh efficacy in their in their uh impact on the virus russia said oh yeah we got 92.4 well, I mean, they know. always got to be a little better. And, and then good, Moderna good came them. over. Yeah. But here's the thing. We got to remember that, that hooray for big science. I mean, to get yeah, over a 90 percent. Uh, I mean, that, that we don't get that in the typical flu vaccine. So this right. is an amazing achievement in a short window of time. That having been said, it's going to take us a while to produce it and get it out there. That's yeah. true. So let's not expect to see and this go away by Christmas. Convince the populace to take it. You know, that's right. going to be the, right. the other thing is how, yeah. how many people are going to be want to be first in line to, to get well, the Well, that's a big question, too, because Moderna has talked about theirs impacting your RNA. Right. Whereas, you know, the, the Pfizer vaccine is a little more conventional, I think. Uh, so, you know, there's some folks that are going to balk a little bit, which, you know, there's going to be a decision to be made. Uh, and not only that, as Roger mm-hmm. just noted, where, you know, which one's going to be produced uh, quickly enough to make an impact. I think we're probably a few months away from from uh, widespread uh, vaccinations. Um, you know, herd immunity is catching us about as quick as the vaccine might. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, that's that is uh, definitely something that we've got going on. Um, so. You know, we've already kind of pointed at the political speed piece of this as well. Obviously, um, uh, Joe Biden's tax plan is, uh, in my estimation, probably a negative for business uh, to the, for the most part. Uh, it does make, uh, you know, when you start talking about raising taxes and, and regulating businesses, that's all costs. Right. They're going to go away from uh, your asset growth. Um you know, we've seen uh, all kind of things. One of the pieces that I ran into this week was uh, the 401k plan. And I'm not sure if you guys have uh, talked about that much at all. But, um, you know, there's there's uh, details in a, uh, the 401k and he would take away the, uh, the tax benefits from the 401k and replace it with a 26% tax credit. Credit, yeah. yeah. Basically trying to to even the playing field if you will for so that you know you don't get you don't benefit as much from being in a higher tax bracket and being able to to make those deductible contributions to your 401k. Right. Um definitely plays into it and and would certainly even the playing field for the lower income folks that are making contributions and encourages investment in those types of plans, so. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Before the break, we were talking about uh, Biden's proposed changes to 401ks. Um, and and you have already stated at KC, basically what it does is it takes away uh, some of the outsized benefit from folks that are high earners uh, who might be in a higher tax bracket. So if you were at a 37% tax bracket, say, uh, and you put aside $10,000 yeah. in a traditional IRA, it goes in before taxation so you get the benefit of you effectively save 3700 bucks right whereas you know let's say you're in the 20 percent bracket then you're only saving two thousand dollars yeah what if this you put would aside do is, the same amount right it would it would equalize everyone in that case put aside the same amount ten thousand dollars then you're going to get a twenty six hundred dollar tax credit um and so it's going to basically 
be the same thing as if you were in the 26% bracket for everyone. So, you know, we were talking a little bit off off the air about how what the, the impact of that might sure. be. And, um, you know, more than likely that's going to encourage a lot of participation in Roth probably from, especially if you're in a, one of those higher brackets. Because um, then the money goes in, you know, to after tax, but it grows tax free. Yeah. But the trick's going to be whether you can qualify, whether your income's low enough to still put into Roth, right? What does it, what does it max out at? A hundred and something? Well, yeah. for a 401k, there is no income limit. So okay. that's the, Very good. the good yeah, thing. The Roth, is the good. Roth 401k. What, what you were likely Roth to IRAs. see okay. is, yeah. yeah, Roth 401k is going to be adapted or adopted by more businesses probably. Because right. you don't see them. I mean, there's, there's quite a few businesses that have a Roth 401k option. Uh, but not all of them have them. So, you know, you any any uh, high uh, earners uh, within the business are probably more likely to use the Roth uh, based on based on my assumptions. Yeah, and, I mean, if you think about to use. what that what that's doing, if you're in, say, the 37 percent bracket, I mean, you're you're missing out on deduction because if, if you remain in that bracket, you know, it's assuming that it doesn't change, which it probably will. But, um, you know, then you're you're effectively being taxed twice on that money above the 37 percent yeah know, deduction uh, amount exactly the so, 37 if you're at 37 and you're going to get the 26 percent break then yeah the, the like 11 percent on the front side plus you'll be taxed 37 percent on the back if you're in the same bracket yeah assuming that is the case so um the thing that you are likely to see though is is uh those that are maybe in the uh, blue collar you know mechanics and uh, ditch diggers, I come from a long line of those folks. So <laughs> electricians and whatnot uh, are probably going to get benefits from yeah. uh, from a change like this. The only thing that I worry about a little bit is it will change your take-home pay by almost the exact amount of the money you set aside, whereas it hasn't in the past. Yeah, and that's uh, the problem. And you'll with have those... to get the benefit at the end of the year. You're going right. to get the tax credit. Right, right. Yeah, and the lower income folks, a lot of times, you know, it's not a matter of not wanting to contribute. It's that they're living more or less paycheck right. to paycheck and yeah. not able to contribute anyway. So whether it encourages more participation, I don't know how how effective that's going to actually be, but we'll see. And the other big question, I think, in part of the tax, if tax reform comes, a couple of comments. You know, you're likely going to see the cap on state and local tax deductibility come under pressure again, mm-hmm. because it's particularly unpopular in the high tax states: New York, California, Illinois, New Jersey, Connecticut, and those are all blue states. Yep. So any kind of tax and spending which starts in the House is probably going to acknowledge that. And then the other part is, uh, if the corporate income tax does go up from 21 to 28 percent, that's only seven percentage points. But that's a 25% markup. And we do think that the cut in the C-Corp tax in 2017 had to be one of the stimulants for the market. Oh, absolutely. And then the last point I would make, and I know all you have a lot of small business owners that are are listeners, is to remember that part of the CARES Act said that if you have net operating losses in 2020, you can claw back taxes that you paid the last, I think, three years before that. So, again, small business owners that that are clients or listeners of the show, get with their CPAs now before the end of the year. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, we won't know until January 5th, uh, you know, how the Senate goes. So uh, you you might want to think about uh, some of the potential proposed changes. Uh, including yeah, that really does throw a wrench in things that, that we won't know until after the first of the year, for sure, what direction we're going to have and whether we're going to have uh, Republicans in control of the Senate still or if it's going to go the other way. And um, yeah, so that's it makes planning a lot more difficult because right. Well, know. the one thing I will say is I'm not sure that we would see a retroactive uh, change 
that you know is made in 2021 and effective on 2020 taxes so uh, i think that's probably unlikely um but you're absolutely right. It, it still kind of yeah. Makes just you worry in terms of bit. trying to set yourself up for 2021, and maybe you know it might be a situation where you'd rather pull income into this year if you think that rates are going up or what have you. But you won't know that until after January, so yeah, um, it makes it makes it a little more difficult. No doubt. Get, get out your crystal always, ball, Troy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a magic eight ball. It's right up there by UKC. That's you right. shake it a couple of times and tell us what it says. Uh, so, Roger, what do you think about Georgia? I mean, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about national uh, politics as well as national economics, um, but how's the state doing? You know, by way of comparison to, to the national averages, a little bit better. Uh, second quarter, we had that horrendous GDP number down 31 or 30, yeah, 31.4%. Georgia was down 27.7. It was also down a little bit less in the first quarter than the national average. So that's that's a little bit of good news. If we look at the reduction in payroll employment from peak to trough, it came down about 14.5% nationwide. We were down a little bit less than that in Georgia. So we're holding up a little better. The governor, obviously, in the General Assembly, had to make some really tough calls this spring. Uh, to be in the middle of a session and have a pandemic hit like this. But I think they did a great job of navigating their way through basically a recession nobody could anticipate. Uh, Around the state, Savannah and Brunswick clearly got hit harder than many other places, and that's probably the concentration of hospitality. But uh, every MSA in the state is adding jobs again. Nobody is is really back up above where they were in February, and it's going to take a while. I mean, I I tell people you may have got back half of the job loss in the first five months, but the next half is not going to take five months. It's right. going to take 15 months or more. Exactly. A lot of businesses did fail. Yes. And, uh, you know, those those some of those jobs are not coming back. I mean, right. you know, not immediately. We'll uh, we'll have to grow out of that. And that's as, just as you said, uh, it's going to take a little longer. Now, um, how much difference do you think? Uh, you know, Georgia is a lot more agrarian than a lot of folks might realize. Uh, and crops continue to grow in February and March. Right. Uh, you know, we plant them early uh, down south. So I, I'm thinking that that had to help some probably uh, cushion the, the blow instead of the nationwide uh, decline numbers. We, as you noted, were kind of less than that. Right. Um, the states uh, that got hit the most were either heavy hospitality states. I think it was Nevada and Hawaii were both down 42 percent for ouch. state GDP. Now, remember, these are annualized rates. And then the, in the extreme northeast where the, I think the government shutdowns were a little bit more aggressive. That's what I think the outliers were. Yeah, and uh, to to kind of translate what you just said about it being an annualized rate, I think you and I did the math back in April or mm-hmm. May. Uh, that annualized rate that we saw in the second quarter at uh, 31% or change right. uh, it actually went right out around 9%. Yep, and then right. the recovery that we've seen at 31 and change. Yeah, 33% is, in the third quarter is about 8 roughly okay. for a single quarter. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, in in both cases, the number sounds a whole lot bigger because they always annualize it. Right. Yeah. So uh, it still hurts, <laughs> but uh, yes. but the recovery is is uh, well underway, and we're we're uh, hopeful and uh, you know that that we get the uh, uh, vaccines to uh, take care of everything we need and uh, don't have too much that uh, that it it uh, impacts us going forward except to the positive let's hope money talks we'll be right back
All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.